It takes money. Everybody wants a fucking dinosaur. If you took me home and you had a racing car bed, I'd probably be into that. No, you wouldn't. I would. I'm going to turn on this light this whole trip. (laughs) We're driving around with it on just so you have what I didn't. It's ranch and spicy. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. It's in ramblings. Guess what I think about, like, a lot. (laughs) Like, more than I should. Indian headdresses? <laughs> I don't know. It's a very open-ended question. I'm not sure where you're going. I thought you'd get it. <laughs> classic early 2000s TV show, The Mole. It is a classic. Oh, <laughs> thank you for recognising that. I didn't even need to say that. It's kind of like saying the classic Elvis Presley. Yeah, everyone should recognise it. No, it's, Yeah, you don't need to say that. The problem is like everyone is aware of Elvis Presley. Not everyone still thinks about the greatness that was the mole enough I think about it far too much. I don't think there's such a thing. <laughs> as long as someone is thinking about it at all times. Yeah, we got to keep that sentiment alive. Just <laughs> once every day, just look up to the heavens and be like, thanks, the mole. You brought me <laughs> so, many, how I feel. so many hours of quality <laughs> televisual entertainment. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. I'm really glad that you summed it up because I do feel like, thanks, the mole. That'll be the name of my autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should we start the episode? What's up, everybody? This is Ben. (laughs) And this is Vicky. And you're listening to episode 162 of Insane Ramblings, a very sleepy episode. I want the mole to come back. Is that why we need to keep it in the... the Australian dream. (laughs) (laughs) I want to bring Grant Bowler back. Yeah, he was a great host. Isn't he? He's the Jeff Probst of Australia. (laughs) I've always said so. (laughs) No, you haven't. (laughs) If anyone's like utterly confused, which I assume is 90% Mm. of you, the mole was an Australian, or I guess it was like also international versions. Yeah, I think it was Danish or something to begin with. Okay. Well, uh, (laughs) you got the Wikipedia (laughs) summary of the mole memorized. Really think about the mole a lot. (laughs) It does seem like, you know, most reality shows trace back to Denmark if you look hard enough. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Maybe the mole is just a small part of a very giant the mole involving all reality shows. Oh my god. It's too inceptiony to think about right now. So the mole was essentially the best reality show ever in my opinion. Yeah, and so the premise was there was a group of people that were contestants vying for an amount of money. It was like it was a million dollars. Or maybe in like the later seasons or something. Right. Australian games has never got that <laughs> no, rich. It was, it was a new dog. Yeah, I think there was one season of Big Brother where they gave away a million dollars and then next year they're like, what were we thinking? Like, dial that shit back. <laughs> yeah. We can get the same ratings with half of this one prize money. One million chocolate coins. Yeah. <laughs> Every episode they had a series of challenges to compete mm-hmm. and the mole who was one of the contestants amongst them was trying to sabotage. Right. And they had to try to work out who the mole was. So it had all the best elements of all the other game shows because they all lived together in like the mole mansion. I don't think they called it that. (laughs) (laughs) But we will from now on. Yeah. So it had like that Big Brother-esque thing, but also very Big Brother in that someone was literally trying to sabotage them and you would win if you could work out who it was and remember details about them. 
Yeah, so you had to answer questions between every episode. Right. Like, like a very specifically detailed questionnaire. It would be like, who was the mole sitting next to at dinner? What colour right. shirt were they wearing? It wasn't just like, who is the mole? No, so even if you knew who the mole was, you had to remember a lot of stuff about them without making it too obvious to everyone else because then they would be ahead of you. Yeah, and um, I was pretty good at picking it. Like, Were you? I was terrible. A couple of seasons I picked it like really early on. I was always like, you got me again, the mole. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best thing move that they ever did was one season they voted off the mole right and then brought them back but it was like you That's assume sort of obvious. well they brought they did it with multiple people oh so it was like the contestants had to win their way back on but you okay. would assume that if they got voted out well then they can't be the mole no that is quite it's smart. Like a pretty yeah good way to divert suspicion i was disappointed that the mole did not in fact have a mole what do you mean? Oh, like, on there, like a <laughs> yes, freckles. That's right. That's why I always got thrown. I couldn't well, pick them. Well, they did lots of little uh, sneaky things like right. that to try and allude to who it was. Like at the end of the season, they would always do this retrospective. And that was the best part. It was like watching them solve the murder. But it was like, like... Couldn't you tell here? Like one of them that we always... I think we've talked about this before because it blows my mind. They didn't appear in the opening credits of the first episode because they're not a true contestant. Yeah. That blew my goddamn mind. Like, obviously, the uh, credits don't show up. Like, you don't know who all the characters are when you see the credits for the first time. Right. So, obviously, there's 17 instead of 18, but you're not going to pick that up. And it's also, it was the days before... DVR or whatever. Yeah, like DVR. You weren't going to rewind and rewatch it and catch all that stuff that nowadays people would pick up in a split second. Right. And there was all this, like, random stuff, like... You know, the way they were standing spelled out the mole. Like yes, <laughs> some of it got a bit silly. But it was amazing. Anyway, we got onto this topic because I feel like you... I don't know if we've discussed this before on the show or in general, but there is one... It's been 160-something episodes. We've talked Chances about literally are we've everything. we've talked about it. I mean, <laughs> the mole has definitely come up multiple times. Yeah. Maybe not in this amount of detail, but... We came up with the best game show ever. Don't you remember that? amazing mole race on ice yes. yeah that, that was an early <laughs> podcast memory and yet i still rate that i would definitely watch the amazing mole race on ice which was like a combination of several reality shows right. the mole amazing race and i think there was a show called dancing on ice yeah at the time. there was <laughs> it was like ice skating reality that show. is like, the weakest link well, i feel because it was like dancing with the stars was huge yeah and so obviously the networks are like, well, we want our own version of Dancing with the Stars. We'll just do it on a slipperier floor. Yeah, it's got to be better. <laughs> yeah. If there's more potential injury. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then someone else came out with uh, Dancing on Black Ice. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they, that's right. They just take one step and every contestant <laughs> falls over. And, yeah, it's like, oh, another cock six out of contestant. That's right. It's the amount of breaks that you can do. <laughs> yeah. I give you nine out of ten fractures. Congrats. <laughs> Oh, you missed the little toe. Could have shoved that underneath you for a crush injury. I'm disappointed. Uh, but anyway, favourite mole episode. That's not catching on. Isn't it? Mm. Oh, that's a shame. What, what's my favourite episode? Well, I feel like you can guess mine. Because one of mine, it comes to mind a lot. This is why I'm like, I think about the mole a lot. I would say pff, once a month I think about this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if well, not more frequently. When I think back to it, I think about those clues that they alluded right. to who the mole was. Right. And so, obviously, yeah, the the not appearing in the opening credits is one. There was another where... You and I, again, as an off-air thing, will often joke about that, I feel. It's come up before. Yeah, we're like, 
meet someone new and you're like, did he seem suspicious? And it's like, yeah, he didn't appear in the opening credits. That's never happened. <laughs> That's not a conversation. Damn it. <laughs> it should be, though. <laughs> All right. Um, I was trying to, I actually can't recall the time we've talked about it, but I know that we have. So I invented a scenario. Yeah, I could tell. Because I don't remember. No, it came up like three weeks ago. Or yeah, exactly. We talked about it recently. But what did we say? Definitely not that. Uh, damn. No, we're not really too down in their luck detectives. Like, did he seem suspicious to you? Like, no, not really. I, I don't think like that. I'd just say he wouldn't appear in the opening credits, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Put our glasses don't get on. Don't again. <laughs> That's the CSI version. The crossover. <laughs> Amazing mole race on ice. CSI, the amazing mole race yeah. on ice. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. They get like a police officer on there. <laughs> oh my god, did we just make that show better? Well, there was. I assume they've had police officers. No, but I mean, there's like someone who's there. I mean, everyone's there to catch the mole, but there's someone who's like an FBI profiler. Again, I feel like that doesn't add too much to the show. That's pretty cool. Okay, you get the mentalist on there. You don't think that's adding anything to the show? Well, then episode one, he's like, it was that guy. And then <laughs> he walks away and they're like, right, I guess we don't, have sh- we don't have a show. But the mentalist might be wrong. He's never wrong. He's, is that what you're saying? The, yeah, that's the whole premise is that he's the mentalist. <laughs> he knows. Unfortunate that it sounds like the mentalist, like the most mental. That could be our spin-off. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think is my favorite mole episode? So you were saying you like the... Like clues. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously not appearing in the opening credits is one. And then the other hint that comes to mind, they spelled out mole like in the keypad of a phone in the opening credits one time. Right. Yeah. And again, it might have been the season premiere or something. Or it might have been. No, I know what it was. Every contestant had like a mole ID number that appeared. Yeah. And there's spelled mole. Yeah. And so theirs was mole. And. Like, it's stuff like that that nowadays... I thought it was mole. <laughs> <laughs> like, once you pull that um, move, like, people nowadays would just, like, screen grab it right, and, and overanalyze every screen and you, you That's know, why get the mole would have to be way more amazing and I would be behind it. But that makes me wonder, like, could you still s- secretly hide that kind of stuff? Well, that's what I think would make it even better, to see could the mole hide in the day of, like... But that's not, like... The mole didn't pull that move. That was like oh, the yes, he did, production. Ben. No, Ben. <laughs> Don't shatter the mole you for think me. He's editing the yes. TV show. <laughs> yes. Look. He also does the special effects and credits. <laughs> if I see uh, one of the contestants on the next season of the mole, who's a video, you know, like yeah, the director of the mole, I might be a little suspicious. But you mentioned the host, mm, Grant, Grant, Grant Bowler, what a man. being like amazing. He was so great. Because Wasn't he? He was one of the first evil TV hosts, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, he definitely uh, did not go for likable. Yeah, which like the only other show that I can think of that went that route was The Weakest Link. Right. I wouldn't say he's evil. It's a little harsh. Well, like his move would be they win like out of a potential $5,000. Oh, yeah. He would win, belittle them. Yeah. They win, 400, like, mm. they win like $4,999. He's like, mm, 4999 Pretty good. But it's not the full amount, is it? <laughs> <laughs> like you shame them into it. Like, uh, he even did his eyebrow raise and everything. It comes with the territory. <laughs> I could host it. Bring it back and I'm, I'm on board. No, you couldn't host it. No one can grant bowler. I mean, Don't I, put yourself to those I'm just saying heights. if he's... Not not volunteering. I'll step forward as a, a poultry by comparison, obviously. 
but it's one of the better second choices. I struggle not to talk over you in this topic because I'm so passionate. I can tell you're so excited. Like two minutes before the show started, like he was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I can't get through another podcast. And then it's like, the mole. <laughs> I didn't know we'd be I talking about that. Bring out my thesis that I've been writing for the last 17 years. Oh my God, if I could, if any university would accept that. <laughs> oh my Lord. The, I would. I love that show. Grant Bowler, The Trials and Tribulations, a memoir by Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Just to finish off on the Grant thing. Yes. The other thing he would do, just say, okay, they didn't win the full Oh, my gosh, out. Ben. We have to start a Kickstarter, a Grant for Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's like... I don't think he needs the money. <laughs> he may. <laughs> what, there's, surely there's other famous Grants that might need our money more. Grant Denya. <laughs> I think he's doing all right. I well. think he's too, isn't he hosting a game show? Yeah, on a daily basis. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Grant. Grant Yamahara from Mythbusters. I think he's doing fine. <laughs> I think he actually retired. He's doing so mm, well. All right, well. I don't know. <laughs> we don't need a grant for any grants. They're all, we do. They're we need fine. a grant for Grant to come back on the mall. Do you reckon if we raised enough money, they would just restart the mall? Like, if we raised $100,000 no, as prize money. If we raise enough money, we may as well just buy the rights and make it ourselves. Oh, like, my God. Why do we, we have to wait for Channel 10 to do it? Oh, I love that show. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got everything. It's like an escape room with Big Brother on top. That's the thing. It's got like a whole lot of puzzle right. aspects that so are not, missing from so many shows these days. Right. Not only are you trying to work out who the mole is, like... Oh, it's so good. It's like Veronica Mars. Well, you know how there's a season like mystery? That's the mole. Yeah. But there's also like every episode mystery where you're trying to work out like the clues of the puzzle that they're currently doing. Yeah. And there's like very few shows. Like Survivor has got a lot of backstabbing and that kind right. of thing. But it doesn't have the same level of... Well, you like, must backstab in this show. Yeah. Like you can't trust anyone. No. And you also need to make yourself look like the mole without losing too much money to throw p- other people off the scent. Yeah. It's so good. See? I know. <laughs> See, the. Because you have to sometimes fumble in a purposeful looking way to throw, yeah, to throw other people. Right, because then they start guessing you. But I mean, not so much that you lose loads of money on each challenge. There's also elements where. You could benefit yourself. It's like, hey, you got a free pass to the next round. Right. If you sacrifice $5,000 from the kitty, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. So it's like you just make people hate you. <laughs> right. I do remember that. But before we get too far away from the Grant thing. Oh. So he would shun them if they didn't win enough. Right. Like understandable if they won like five bucks out of 5000 mm-hmm. But if they uh, did win the 5000 out of 5000 you'd be mm-hmm. like, hmm, so you got $5,000, eh? Pretty good. Let's see if you can keep it up next time. <laughs> like, can't I get some praise just the once? That's all I'm asking for. I did as good as we could in this challenge today, and yet you still refuse to acknowledge me. It's like a, He's hard to please dad. Yeah, exactly. It's like the dad of the show that he you is. can just never get in his good graces. He is. It's like, yeah, you've got a perfect score on your uh, test, son. Hmm, that's interesting. Anyway, where? why aren't you employed yet? You're like, motherfucker. High five. Yeah. Shower me with affection. Not even shower, just a single drop yeah. of affection is all I crave, Grant. Please give it to me. I'm parched. <laughs> Everyone ends up with Grant issues. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, what's your favourite episode? I'm surprised you don't know. Guess. Or favourite puzzle. The other good puzzle that comes oh, to mind... I bet it's going to be the one. ...is they were in, like, a mansion of some kind. Close. And 
everyone had their own room. Yes, this is the one. It is the one. Oh my god, what a puzzle! And so, like, someone would just be in a, like a dark room. Yes, and someone else was on an exercise bike, and yeah. they would get on the exercise bike, for example, and ostensibly it would do nothing. Yeah. But for them, but in the other room, that would be the thing that switched on the light. Exactly. But so they then, can't communicate. Yeah, and so now once the light's on, you can quickly scale your room and look for like a clue, and maybe you can find a walkie-talkie that right. can give you you can give that clue to someone in another room who can't do anything unless they've got that clue like they need a lock for a combination or right so they're just waiting for someone to talk to you on the walkie-talkie and it's like you've got no way of knowing what you on the exercise bike is doing right and so like if you're the mole it's like well i just don't get on the exercise bike like i do it for like really short spurts and pretend you don't work out yeah you don't know what or it seemingly is not doing anything so right why would i keep doing this yeah Yeah. so that that was a great game oh that again monthly if you like (laughs) if you like that particular premise yeah there's a really cool web series on youtube yeah the idea is basically that same concept mm-hmm. so everyone is in their own room and yeah they've all got their own gimmick to it it's called the vault okay um and so this is like a youtube series that went on for several years right and so like wow they really did not want to get on that exercise bike well i think <laughs> i think the thing is like the first i want to say like half a dozen episodes they obviously filmed back to back right and then the last half a dozen like i only discovered this after it was all uh-huh. out but you can clearly see all the characters age and like <laughs> suddenly get different hairstyles wow. and stuff and it's obviously they're supposed to be taking place over the course of like a like few, a few days, days. Um, but it's like oh now the guy's like 80 he was a teenager when he started <laughs> So that's like one minor flaw that you have to overlook. But right. the uh, the show itself is really cool. Okay. It's essentially the same premise. There's like a guy in a room and all he's got a whole bunch of buttons. Mm-hmm. And each button that he presses connects him with someone in a different room. And then he can talk to them and go, hey, like, what's in your room? Right. And someone might just have like a whole bunch of balloons. See, what I this is a great idea. I love the show's idea. But what I always struggle to think of when I think about these ideas, which again is monthly, is like, well, why did this happen? Like who put them there? Yeah, probably, yeah. I assume they explain it. It's been a few years. since No, I've I'm sure it. they do, but that's the bit I struggle with. I'm like, just someone. Don't ask so many questions. <laughs> like it always goes back to a sore like situation. Yeah. Well, the reason that I stumbled upon this was because there was a movie on Netflix a few years ago called Circle. Okay. And yeah. It's made by the same people. Yeah. And it's, it's a similar experimental mm. type film. And in that, it's aliens. Yes. So it's like everyone's standing in a circle. There's maybe like 60 people Mm. and every one minute, one person will die. Yes. Unless they can come to an agreement for, what is it? Like they have to decide one person to survive, I think. Something like that. And so... Or one person to die? I don't think there's 60. There's not that many, are there? Maybe it's like... I think it's like 10. 30. Oh, really? It's more than that. Maybe it just suddenly gets down a fair bit. Unless I'm thinking of a different movie altogether you're thinking of the circle with emma watson (laughs) right going to university i was thinking of the channel 10 morning tv show from the circle it is it is 50 so it's like in a a massive mysterious chamber 50 strangers awaken to find themselves trapped with no memory of how they got there every two minutes one of them must die executed by an electrical pulse generated from a source within the chamber at first, the attacks seem random, but soon the strangers realize that they, as a group, have the power to decide who will be the next to be killed by a power of a vote. 
And so, like, that's basically the premise. Like, you can kind of pitch to the group. Right. Like, this is why I should survive yeah. or why it should be this guy, really. Right. And but then at the end, there's like, what a twist. I've already given away. It's like aliens, yeah. but... That's not the interesting part of the movie. No. It's like, how do you uh, No, but even then, there's still that- like a twist at the end. But yeah, again, that's what you always get to. It's like, aliens did it. Why? Alien reasons. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you got to come up with something. It doesn't right. really matter. Um, I'd hate to let this occasion go by without marking it, Ben. Oh, okay. What's yeah. the occasion? Uh, his hiss, bitch. It is the two-year anniversary of International Snake Day, as declared by Kim Kardashian towards Taylor Swift. Two years already. Yeah, I know. (laughs) How time slithers. This was over the Taylor and Kanye feud. So people are saying today, hundreds. I don't even know really what that means, but I like using that word. I'll roll with it. Do you know what pundit means? I kind of just feel like people. but I thought it was like experts. Yeah, maybe. If only we had some kind of way hey. to... Yeah, uh, you're right. This feels like the past all of a sudden. An expert in a particular subject or field who is huh. frequently called upon to give their opinions in the public. All right. So pundits are saying today, Taylor Swift stepped out in her Look What You Made Me Do dress wearing a snakeskin backpack. Oh, you think... To that, commemorate the occasion. Well, That's what they say. If it wasn't... So, to clarify, mm. hiss, hiss, that was like what... Kim Kardashian tweeted or something? No, so Kim Kardashian tweeted, it's International Snake Day, and then all the snake emojis, and then people flooded Taylor Swift's Twitter with snake emoji because they felt she was being a snake. Yeah, so why would Taylor Swift want to commemorate it? She no, because the then was she came attacked. back and was like, hiss, hiss, bitches, oh, she and sort of like claimed she it. She tried to, yeah, right. She reclaimed it and look what you made me do. You, you know more about this than I do. She deleted her entire Instagram and when she rebooted, it was just a video of a snake that said, hiss, hiss, bitches. See, I, I like did that whole episode of yeah. the podcast about the Taylor Swift, Kanye West feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then forgot it. Like an much. exam. But I was more focused on the Kanye portion of it than like the Kim, if you know what I mean. Huh. Well, you know how I feel about T-Swizz. Positive, (laughs) in case you were wondering. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that we wanted to commemorate the occasion and hiss his bitch. So what does one do on International Snake Day? I mean, as it turns out... Wear your snake skin backpack. (laughs) And be photographed by paparazzi. All right, well... So people are saying that she's reigniting the feud. I'll make sure to grab my backpack and parade around town acknowledging Taylor Swift should anyone... Be her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, just like ask me like, hey... Is that backpack in t- in uh, celebration of International, International Snake, Snake Day? Day? I'm like, how did you know? <laughs> like, obviously, like we're all celebrating it. Who do you think Shark Week was a dig at? <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> okay, right. The shark in Jaws. Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You have to clarify the shark in Jaws. I guess he wasn't called Jaws. He just no. had Jaws. No, I think the shark in the show is called Jaws, isn't he? But like, if he's a real, it's like kind of... I don't think he's got a name, right? <laughs> it's the shark. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. My dad's terrified of that movie, in case you're wondering. Was this something that he like saw as a child and scarred him? Is that Yeah, what's he going like on? hates swimming now. Your dad's such an enigma. I know. You wouldn't expect it, would you? He hates bowling, he hates swimming. Flying, hates flying. No sharks in the air, I said. You're, that's the safest He's place you can be from basically sharks. Basically confined to his apartment at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he 
If sharks can walk on dry land, that would be his worst Watch nightmare. Out. Oh my god! <laughs> I think I should clarify something before we get too far into the episode. Okay. Yep. We kicked off last week's show um, talking about babies. Did we? Yeah, we were saying oh. like our friend uh, Leah had just had a newborn, and uh, you know we were talking about going to visit her, that kind of right. thing. Um, I mentioned, well, you you mentioned, hey, no one's keeping track of where this baby should be at. What? Like in terms Did of... Did I? Yeah. Like I Surely can't its parents know where it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean intellectually. Oh, right. And, okay. Uh, you know, like in terms of its uh, Okay, not like whereabouts-wise. <laughs> yeah, no, physically, I think... The parents are probably keeping track of the I would location. Hope so. Yeah, okay. Location-wise, I'm concerned if no one knows where the baby's at. Yeah, no, it's like baby's day out every week. <laughs> every day is baby's yeah, day out. That movie was actually a hilarious documentary about <laughs> Leah and Steve's newborn baby. So you'd like to clarify that someone is keeping track? Well, I said specifically Julian is right. keeping track, which is my roommate for sure. any you know new listeners. And then we kind of got distracted and moved on and talked about strippers eating out of troughs as we do. Yeah. So. I don't remember that show at all. It was a good one. You should yeah, go back and listen. Yeah, okay. Because I can't remember any of that. I mean, this show is much like a fever dream. I <laughs> always said that. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. But listening to it back, I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably highlight Finish this because it's not, not because it's particularly interesting, but I feel like Julian might one day stumble upon it and be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> not measuring our friend's baby. Yeah, it does make him out to be some kind of um, my modern day Santa like <laughs> spirit that's just <laughs> keeping track of every baby on the planet. <laughs> so just one baby. Is that what you wanted to clarify? No, no. <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not, listeners, don't worry if Julian's keeping track of your baby. <laughs> he's it's not. It's just. Jamie Pierce, all right? That's all we <laughs> have to worry, worry about. So, yeah, we were talking about its, like, a development as like, right. a human being in terms of, like, motor skills and language skills and sure. all that kind of stuff. And so what happened is we went to visit the baby and, you know, there's a lot of downtime. We can be chatting. Yeah, I'm sorry that the baby's not always, like, on point for you. It's like a comedian on his yeah, day he off. Yeah, he hasn't learnt to juggle just yet, <laughs> yeah. which is really what I'm looking forward to. Like, I heard you're really funny. Go on. Tell us a joke. Yeah, they always say kids say the darndest things and all you've done is gurgle. You haven't said anything darned. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I know the baby was being fed or whatever and we were just hanging out in the lounge room having was a chat. It on at that stage? It was not, sadly. And so uh, they had left out one of the baby books. Right. Which is basically saying like, hey, at six months, your baby oh, should be here. Okay. At eight months, your baby should be here. And it was like, you know, broken down into categories. Right. Like, so Julian didn't go in forearmed wanting to <laughs> make sure that he measured <laughs> yeah, these yeah. things. Uh, how old's the baby? One month. All right. You should be oh. uh, at least able to speak three words. I just imagined him more being internally judgmental. Like how old's the baby? Five months. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> just, hey, uh, baby. Mm, I would have said three. I've got mm. these blocks set up. Can you do anything yeah. with them? No. All right. Well, below averages. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Stop trying to test my baby. <laughs> what does the word palliate mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you got that one right. All right. That's weird, but in that okay. Category. Yeah. Vocab excellent. I mean, that's probably the kind of term the baby would pick up just in general hospital oh this is true yeah they spend a lot of time in hospital at that age so probably yeah okay you've made a good point 
I'll mean, buy. I'll buy presumably it. at some stage, it's not going to like retain that information. It's again on the year 10 spell list. Right. But in between, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comes back around 16. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we were reading this book, or specifically Julian was, and he was like going through the list. All right, all right, you know, at like six months, the baby should be doing this. At nine months, the baby should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were kind of looking at the baby, like quizzing Steve. The baby's quizzing dad. the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like how's your, how's your uh, you know, motor skills, all that stuff. And kind of stuff I get asked every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Making Moving the, your fingers yet? Making Ooh. the baby do some tricks and, you know, backflips. But that was all I meant by that. Right, I okay. wasn't. I wasn't implying that Julian is... Right, and a baby expert. Or even going out... It's not of the Cesar Milan of babies. I mean, not yet. <laughs> that we know. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to throw that out there in case people... Because, first of all, we didn't even finish the story. It's no. Like, like, Julian is chucking your baby. Anyway, back to strippers. <laughs> yes, your baby. <laughs> yeah, like, what? what does that mean? He's um, making a list and he's checking it twice. That's what that means, Ben. So I hear. Uh, speaking of reality shows, before mm-hmm. we get too far away from the mole, uh, I did want to... Uh, I never get far away from the mole. Good to hear Just it. in case you're wondering. I did want to bring up another reality favourite of ours, The yeah. Bachelorette. Oh, a classic. It's, is it on at the moment? Yeah. It's such the, a favourite that I can't keep up. The American version is on at the moment, and I want to do a new segment, Mm -hmm. the Best Editing Award. Okay, because usually we do jobs. Yeah, we've already done that. That was weeks ago, Vicky, keep Mm -hmm. up. No, I know that. I was just, I thought something new might have come up, like one of them found a new job or something. (laughs) Halfway through the season, (laughs) it seems like no one has switched professions, if that's what you're getting at. I just wanted to make sure. They spend a lot of time lounging around the uh, pool by the mansion. Um, Well... Yeah. They're not like filling out job applications. Well, I just thought maybe someone was inspired by that. Like one of them's now like a, I don't know. A... They, they, the social media user <laughs> did not go like, oh, Ben and Vicky publicly shamed me on a podcast. I'll go join NASA or something. No, I just mean it's a lot of time sitting around thinking. You might be taking stock and reevaluating. Well, if that happened, they didn't broadcast no. it. Okay. It wasn't Fair a enough. huge like, part of the episode. It's a social media user when I want to be forever. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean. Like, I was talking about where I do most of my reading. Right. Because I finally this week finished reading this book, It. Oh, wow. Stephen's King. I reckon so, it- you and I were in a competition that you didn't know about, which is the best kind, because then I can win. <laughs> sure. um, where I read a book of the same length, The Executioner's Song, in 10 days. And it took me approximately 10,000 <laughs> days, days to read right. it. Which, good book. Uh, if I had any complaints, probably a little lengthy. Yeah. It doesn't need to be 1,400 pages. Do you think there's padding or is every page a delight? Definitely padding. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. No, I, I liked it, but my goal was to read it before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. and uh, Goal not achieved. Yeah. like It got very obvious quite quickly that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> But the movie covers the first half of the book, essentially. Okay. So I was like, well, maybe I can read that portion of the book before the movie comes out. I could not. That did not happen either. <laughs> but I've now read it all before the second movie okay. comes out. So at least I'm ahead of the curve there. So that led you to reevaluate your life somehow. Well, what, were you lead- reading it by the pool in the Bachelor Mansion? Julian um, read it like a while ago as okay. well. And so I was bragging to him like, hey, finally beat that book. Right. 
and uh, it's not much of a brag when the other person's already done it. Like, hey, Usain Bolt. Yeah, but I now- just won hundred meters. It's one of those things that, like, now we can talk about it okay. without fear of spoiling that kind of thing. Sure. Okay. And uh, I was just saying the congratulations will be thin on the ground if it's taken you several years. No, because he, he knows that this is. You know, something I've been chipping away at for 12 months All now. right. Okay. So you and Usain Bolt are running a marathon. Mm-hmm. Is he going to congratulate you when you finish three hours after him? Yeah, I think he would because he knows <laughs> that I triumphed. It's like you didn't give up. Like, Actually, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> the movie Cool Runnings. That wasn't a yeah, movie. Yeah, the Cool Runnings of reading yeah. it. They, they, uh, they gave it their best and sure, they did poorly. Yeah. But it was still an inspirational story <laughs> because... <laughs> They set out to achieve something and they, uh, you know, eventually okay. got there. If you wrote it, I would be impressed. <laughs> but reading it is this not is, an achievement. This is like half a million words. That's like, you know, I don't read that much. That's an effort. <laughs> Again, if you wrote it, <laughs> I don't think you've probably written half a million words in your life. In my life? Yeah, sure I have. No, I don't reckon. <laughs> You're not a big writer. Just even like in text messages alone, <laughs> I've written half a million words. Anyway, so he went and told Jules. And so we got to talking because he read it in Japan. Right. Where he was stuck at... The lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> World's longest traffic jam. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, he, was, um, he went to this island and... It, it was, was only books. Well, pretty much because he had oh. no Wi-Fi access. Okay. And none... Uh, of the other guests spoke English, even like the hotel staff didn't speak English. Right. And so he had really not a whole lot to do for several days, but read this book. Oh, was it in Japanese? That would be amazing. He's painstakingly translating it. The first two days were him learning Japanese and then the second day was him (laughs) reading it. And so he was saying like, oh yeah, you read a lot on holidays. Right. And I was agreeing with him because I'm like, well, yeah, the last like few plane trips that I've mm. taken. I've read like entire books just because yeah. you're waiting at the airport or on the sure. plane, that kind of thing. He's like, yeah, if we wanted to do like a law degree or something, just book an overseas vacation. Right. And take With like, lots of flights. Yeah. And just take the do entire Europe, syllabus. All flying. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, I've got nothing to do but read the entire history of law. <laughs> and then you come back and take the bar exam and you probably pass because it's like, what choice do I have? I've got no other outside stimulus. All I have is the bar. Exactly. So you're just thinking social media user might've accidentally become an expert on that's something. where we were going. Right. With this. There's yeah, like, like one book in the mansion and it's like mechanic, like uh, quantum mechanics for idiots. Yeah. The bachelor, <laughs> you got nothing to do, but exactly. like, sit around and read. You may as well learn something. Well, I thought you'd like sit by the pool and be like, I don't know. Pool boys a step up, you know? <laughs> I mean, you got to do something like the, other contestants are not going to stimulate you intellectually no. for the whole like two, three month period that that show takes place over. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, so what you're trying to say is you, everyone gets a copy of it on entry. Yeah. And the first person to finish it becomes the bachelor. I'm not watching that show. <laughs> really boring. <laughs> I mean, it could use some fine tuning, but right. What do we watch there. them do? Just read. All right. Maybe they don't get it, but they, you know, they get a aviation manual and it's like, <laughs> all right, if you can, if any of you can take this helicopter out of here, right. <laughs> then you can get to the bachelorette on the neighboring island. No, you have to build it. Okay. You have to like write brothers a plane. But there's like a, a heap of like scrap metal that you can construct right. it with. And when you get there, you have to take a test on the history of aviation. 
Well, I mean, if they're <laughs> flying themselves over there, surely they can... Oh, no, Ben. Book knowledge and practical knowledge are different. All right, fair enough. And they need both for The Bachelorette. What do we call that show? Oh, the worst show ever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's there's got to be a pun name in like, like flying to love or something like oh that. Oh, my you know? gosh. We'll, uh, we'll keep working on that one. Yeah, good. In- I won't. <laughs> I hope to never right. think of that again. You say that like I haven't got a million dollar idea on it. I know. Me. I'll be annoyed when I don't cash in. Yeah. When a decade from now, you're like, you know what show I really miss? Yeah. Flying to love. No. <laughs> that show where they had to build a helicopter over several weeks. First of all, I really hope it's not called flying to love. <laughs> That's the worst. Love knows no bounds. No, worse. Oh, I thought it was the worst, but you got lower. <laughs> My mistake. Flying uh, high. But how does that, like... Because you have to be high. They're all also on a marijuana <laughs> <Yes>. farm. <laughs> it's like you can... Uh, you also have to be on LSD when you do it. Because that, I mean, that would prove you really know your shit. <laughs> <laughs> or is the neighbouring island, like, a... Like a pot dispensary or something. Okay. And they have to fly. They can choose between <laughs> flying to the Bachelorette or to get really All high. Right, I've got a new one. Stay with me. Instead of flying, they have to be like the first cavemen to invent fire. And it's called Hearts on Fire. But we know how to invent fire. <laughs> like it was an achievement for a caveman because okay, so they we invented it. children, male children from birth who never know fire. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking hearts on fire. That's all I've got. Well, we got a theme song if that's the case. What's that? Hearts on fire. Oh. Something desire. I thought it was hearts on fire. I reach out for you. I don't know that one. Oh, I don't know yours. It's from Rocky Four, if that helps you at all. Wings of love? I feel like... That conjures up more of like a Birdman contest where they're just like strapping wings to their arms. I mean, you could do that if that's going to get you there. I'm going to fast forward a bit. Yeah, good. See, it's very motivational, like 80s. Yeah, okay. I can see me building a plane to a montage of this. This is definitely a building a plane montage. Yeah, it is. You know, it's got the aviation manual open. I do know this song. You just didn't really represent it I don't it well. know. My version was as good as... Uh, Again, if the show was about you, it could be you learning to sing this song. <laughs> I might be stuck on that island for a while. <laughs> Something about horizons? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you keep thinking about I'm it. I'm annoyed while. that I've got nothing good. It's not as easy as it no. thinks. See, flying to love suddenly <laughs> sounding good. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> um, this is Chris from The Bachelorette. Okay. He's pulled the all-time classic move where he thinks he fucked up with her. Probably because yeah. he did, but oh, right. he tries to save that is a it. Classic. He tries to save it and just ends up making it way worse. Ooh. Like he's like, "All right, I can't wait till the rose ceremony. I'm going to go talk to her right now." Oh no! And uh, ends up getting kicked off. Oh, but good. before that happens, this is like his little internal monologue as he walks over to meet Becker at her hotel room. Oh right, so they've got him obviously in the studio. He's saying, <laughs> <laughs> "No, they uh, plugged in <laughs> to his internal Becker, thoughts." Did you see my 
my face. <laughs> I could clearly see you struggling with how did they record that? <laughs> yeah. For a moment, I was like, what? This technology exists. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I no, need to get a tin hat. There's a thing called voiceover yeah. in reality TV that, that they've been making use of for quite some time. Now. Yeah, for a second, I made this like confused face at Ben and then it sort of... <laughs> <laughs> like the bachelors really upped their budget yeah. if they've got They're some literally... microphone on his uh, brain chemistry. Right, it's very men who stare at goats. I don't know what's going through Becca's mind right now. <laughs> Lincoln told her that he was scared for his life, that I'm verbally abusive, but people need to acknowledge the type of monster that Lincoln is. The man eats 12 eggs every day. (laughs) His cholesterol has to be (laughs) 6,000. Is that what she said to her? Oh, these are just things that he has said. It was clearly just like, here's him talking to camera in one, like, right. you know, as he walks over to a building and then here's him in the studio talking about something completely different. Right. But it's like the editors are going, well, we need an example of what, what kind, of, kind monster of monster he is. is. <laughs> it's like, we got this thing talking crap about his cholesterol. Use it. Go, go. <laughs> I thought he'd be like, what kind of monster he is? A Mosasaur. <laughs> a Mosasaur. Yeah, well, it makes it sound like he's about to say he, like, eats babies or something. <laughs> it's like, no, he eats 12 eggs. Like, he's got high like, cholesterol, that yeah. fucking monster. He's ruining his own health. That, Becca can't afford someone who's going to eat that many eggs. Like, <laughs> she'll eat her out of house and home. That's a lot of money spent on eggs. Eggs cost at least, what, two, three dollars for at 12? Least. <laughs> he's eating two of those in a like you know he's eating one of those in every two days and then you gotta factor in the toast that he probably eats alongside yeah. it he's a soldier kind of man yeah <laughs> it's probably cheese uh, who knows what's going on with that fucking monster I don't know <laughs> so uh, thanks Chris for some oh that's it well, I don't get to hear anymore yeah no it was a 20 minute run up for a 10 second clip. and so what did he say to her oh he got kicked off he's oh. like I uh I love you, Becca. And she's like, mm, that's interesting. See ya. <laughs> the usual. <laughs> is he verbally abusive and Lincoln's afraid for his life? That's very dramatic. But that's the show. It's all very dramatic. But like, when's I am rarely afraid for my life. Is he some sort of murderer? No. He's just a bachelor contestant. Exactly. That's why I'm like, he's afraid for his life. Please. I would vote them both off. So that, you're a drama queen. And I don't know. I guess you're a murderer. Neither of them are going to win, let's no. put it that way. If you're afraid of your life because of another man in the bachelor house, like he better come out dressed in clown makeup or the Jason mask or you're out. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm not finding bloody knives and torture devices around his room, you're in for a, a cruel awakening. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Which is what we can call the show. <laughs> All right, moving on. Please. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, we uh, discussed a potential uh, movie that we were uh, developing. Yeah, did we? Uh, it was the Dean Cain oh, picture. Oh, yes. Because we discovered that his uh, his filmography of late has been very pet and Christmas heavy. Right. It's, it's dog heavy. Yeah, specifically dog. So um, we hypothesized... A movie with him, Lindsay Lohan. Do you think he would host Flying to Love? Oh, the dude's going to do anything. <laughs> like, he clearly is not fussy. So, if we offered him a dating show, I'm sure he'd be right on it. Could it soaring? Would soaring be a word that you could put in there? Like, S-O-A-R. Yeah. Not like... No, I gotcha. Yeah. I just don't like Flying to Love. <laughs> I don't think soaring to love is much better. <laughs> 
heart soaring? Soaring hearts? Yeah, maybe. I think soaring hearts is better than flying to love. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Look, if you're married to it. I guess, but... Yeah. I'm not. I'm just, I like, I feel like we've still yet to come across the perfect name Right. For this I mean, feel free to email in if you've got something. Sure. Facebook us. Meanwhile, Dean Kane, yeah, we yeah. came up with an idea for a movie. Him, Lindsay Lohan, because I'd heard you can get her on the cheap. Mm-hmm. And Danny Trejo, mm-hmm. who was in the Machete movies, is like a Mexican actor, very like tough guy persona. Right. I know the exact guy just came to mind. There you go. And usually when we pitch these ideas, we're like, wouldn't that be funny? And then we forget about it forever. Yes. But oh no, not this time. Great. Uh, In my hands, (laughs) we are indeed. Well, at least I've gone some way to a first draft, essentially. It's funny how you don't have time to read. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? It might take me a year, but I'll get there. So... Yeah, I don't have time to read because I'm busy writing screenplays Yeah, that's now. what I was thinking. So, uh, in my hands, I, I present to you, Vicky, the first draft of our new movie. Soaring Hearts. What A we, flutter? What did we call it? Dean Kane. A puppy saves Dean Kane on Christmas is what we <laughs> proposed the title uh, to be. Rolls off the tongue. I tweaked it a little bit from our original idea. Yeah. I called it A Puppy Saves Kane Dean on Christmas right. because... Just in case he's not uh, happy with the direction that I've taken sure. his character, I wanted to like you know not open us up to any legal <laughs> issues here. So we're going to do a bit of a read through of my script. Uh, I'm playing Kane, who yep, like, am I? I'm playing the puppy. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> no, you're playing Sarah, who will be portrayed by Lindsay Lohan. Okay, and then also Danny Trejo is in this. Okay, now obviously there's only two of us. Mm. I was not prepared to do a Mexican accent because I only can imagine that would come out terribly and probably racist. So what I've done is gone to a uh, Danny Trejo soundboard Great. that I uh, found from the Call of Duty Black Ops video game where Amazing. he appeared. I think it's like pretty seamless. You'll hardly notice that he's not actually in the room with us. But <laughs> if this goes to plan... Which it almost certainly, it won't. certainly won't. But yeah. they can listen to us and be like, oh my God, this is way better than Dean Kane's puppy vacation movie, whatever <laughs> that was called. I know it's like quite a challenge of basically playing two characters who mm-hmm. like Lindsay Lohan as Sarah, essentially. But yeah. see, see if you can, right. you know. Inception. Yeah, channel her. Oh, sorry. I'll be playing Kane Dean, hopefully portrayed by Dean Kane in our feature version. All right. So this is the opening scene of the film. Do I get the script? You do indeed. <laughs> and I know you like to take some creative liberties when we read these scripts. I do. But I don't think there's anything that you're going to okay. object to. But, I mean, please, if you if there is, leave it to the end. And uh, I'll also read the stage directions. Okay. Hopefully you can tell the difference between <laughs> the stage directions and right. my dialogue. I'm not an amazing uh, impressionist. but Well, I don't appear on uh, page one. Yeah, well, you're on page two. Just okay, good. Give it a second. Interior, living room, Christmas Eve night. Aging yet still fairly attractive family man, Kane Dean arrives home where his husband Manny Trejo is placing presents under the Christmas tree. The room is adorned in Christmas decorations and the table is set for a big dinner. Honey, I'm home. Hey! Seamless. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, wow. Manny, the place looks great. Very festive. Maybe I should... uh, 
kind of with an accent. Hang on, I'll give it a whirl. Mm. I don't know if, 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 if this doesn't work, I'll revert, but I feel like at least it's worth trying. Oh, wow, Manny, the place looks great. Very festive. <laughs> that did not work. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I like it. Seriously, <gasps> how long did you spend putting up all these decorations? Yuck. It must have taken you hours. You know what? Don't answer that. Just get over here and give old Deanie a kiss. Kane and Manny kiss passionately. It's just us now. Whoa, easy tiger. It's boom time. First of all, I told you before, boom time, not as cute a nickname for sex as you think it is. And secondly, while I like the way you think, our guests will be here any minute. In fact, that's probably them right now. Fun while it lasted. Kane opens the door. Sarah, portrayed by Lindsay Lohan, is standing there holding a big bag of cask wine. Merry Christmas! Sarah, so good to see you. Come on in. I'm sure you remember my sexy gordito Manny. Hey, Sarah! Is that why my name had to be Sarah? Mm hmm. <laughs> Manny, of course I remember you. <laughs> and every single phrase you have. <laughs> I also happen to remember that you have a taste of the finer things. Sarah holds out the bag of cask wine in front of her. Manny enthusiastically snatches it from her grasp. Yeah! Oh, a 2016 vintage, I see. That was the year Manny and I started dating, you know. Manny, what do you say? I love you like my vieja. A simple thank you would have sufficed, but sure, that works too. Don't worry about it. I've got a whole wine cellar of the stuff and a pantry full and some hidden in a public toilet somewhere. Anyway, I don't drink anymore, but it seemed like a shame to waste it. Oh, I didn't know you quit. Congrats. Thanks. It uh, hasn't been easy. Quick heads up. I will insist on smelling your breath after you've had a glass. What? Don't make this weird. One deep sniff. That's all I'm asking for. Now I'm going to grill me some meat. Yeah, good idea. Fire up that barbecue. I'm starving. Cask wine in hand, Manny takes a swig right from the bag as he leaves the room. A Christmas barbecue? Untraditional, I know, but the guy's been marinating that chicken all day. Trust me. You'll forget about every Christmas turkey you've ever eaten once you taste his barbecue chicken and corn. No complaints here. Oh, and uh, before I forget, I bought a little something for crypto. Where's that pupper at? I'm guessing you already got a whiff of that barbecue. But give him a call. I'm sure he'll come running. Crypto, here, boy. I've got a special treat for you. Within seconds of Sarah's call, a small beagle is heard racing down the hallway and arrives at her feet. <laughs> Sarah pulls out a second bag of cask wine which she starts pouring directly into Crypto's mouth. Who's a good boy? Another bag, huh? Don't worry, there's more than enough to go around. That's a real conscientious view, but to be honest, not my immediate concern. Before Kane can intervene, Crypto is down the entire bag of wine. He then curls up in a ball in the corner of the room, fast asleep. So, am I the first one here? I hope I'm not too early. You're the first, but don't worry, you're right on time. Good. That'll make this easy then. Make what easy? Sarah pulls out a pistol from her coat pocket and points it at Kane. In that moment, a scream reverberates throughout the home. Ah! Manny, are you okay? What's going on in there? Don't worry about him. He'll be fine. I just slipped a little something in his drink. Time to go, Kane. Sarah marches Kane to the door at gunpoint. As she approaches the threshold, a low growl emanates from the back of the room. <laughs> My, you're a tough one. I thought you'd be out for a week. Leave him alone, please. I'll come with you, I promise. Redirecting her gun towards Crypto, Sarah makes her way towards the puppy. Using her free hand, she picks him up by the scruff of the neck and raises him to her eye level. 
That dog never hurt anyone. Please put him down. Oh, I'll put him down, all right. Sarah looks Crypto dead in the eyes for several seconds. It's like super dramatic and shit. She then takes a deep whiff of the wine on Crypto's breath, puts him back down, walks Kane to her truck. They drive off into the night. So that's the mysterious intro. Oh, right. Okay. Were you expecting the whole script? Yeah, I was. (laughs) I was like, that's a weird ending. Well, I mean, that's only five five pages where, (laughs) you know... (laughs) Would you like more? Is that what you're getting uh, at? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll take that as a no. Can I go with hearts of flutter instead? Hearts of flutter. Yeah, we're getting there. That's better. That's better? Yeah. Okay. Any thoughts? Are we, uh, are we on board or are you like um, back to the drawing board? Oh, look, I, it doesn't grab me immediately. All right. <laughs> See, I figured already we've got mm. the gay relationship mm-hmm. angle. Mm-hmm. We've got the criminal aspect. Yeah. Like, these are all things that I assume are missing from every one of Dean Cain's Christmas dog movies. I mean, it's got a dog. So that's that's that. I mean, don't there. you want to see Danny Trejo <laughs> as, like, the gay boyfriend just, you know, out to save the day? Or whatever? I mean, I've had a lot of dreams where Danny Trejo and Dean Cain were in a relationship. See? But... <laughs> I knew you'd come around. (laughs) I think it speaks for itself. Let's just go that far. (laughs) One final question I have for you. Okay. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. What kind of doctor? (laughs) Yeah. What's his PhD in? (laughs) Oh, I was thinking MD. Hmm. Um, Regardless, (laughs) they never specify. No. No. What flavor would you say Dr. Pepper is? Fly spray. You're not a fan? Uh, I didn't say that. (laughs) <laughs> you, you're a big fan of fly spray then um sarsaparilla okay i feel like it's a bit different okay i like, would have gone for sarsaparilla that's probably like one of the closest analogs mm-hmm. that i would get most people that i ask say like either like it's got a medicine-y flavor or cherry flavor to it okay i think they're influenced by the doctor in dr pepper <laughs> and for all we know again he's a phd well i looked into this because i was pondering uh-huh like, they released a cherry-flavoured Dr. Pepper. So it can't be cherry. That was my thinking. I'm like, it's already no, cherry. That's like, like, how can you make... It's releasing like, a Big Mac-flavoured Big Mac. Right. I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Yeah, I think it is, like, Doctor, because it was made by um, this guy. He wanted to replicate the, I guess, like, the scent or the taste of his lab. Ooh, really? <laughs> Supposedly. What was yeah. his lab? Fly spray? I'll look up the exact uh, ingredients because there was some contradiction in terms of like the combination, but just the regular... Is there in fact any pepper in it? <laughs> I don't think there was pepper. <laughs> so one of the answers was this. Amaretto, almond, blackberry, black licorice, carrot, clove, cherry, caramel, cola, ginger, juniper, lemon, molasses, nutmeg, orange... Prune, plum, pepper, root beer, rum, raspberry, tomato, and vanilla. What the hell is he making? Exactly. <laughs> if you were like, you know, what kind of lab is this? <laughs> but it's like, I guess, come all combined, right? It's got like some kind of medicinal quality. Uh, no, going it sounds on. fucking gross when you spell it out like that. Oh yeah, like no, I'm just. It's like I want to recreate the smell of my lab. What are you working on? Yeah, <laughs> the, like carrot, tomato, like a juniper. Like I was also distilling. Well, I don't even like, know what juniper is, really. It's a berry. Yeah, but what does it taste like? 
Isn't it in gin? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, they're saying like there's 23 unique flavors. and supposedly- I mean, they're certainly unique. Yeah, it's like, but I don't know. No one ever mentions this. Like, like I was working on the best way to grow carrots. Turns out rubbing tomatoes on them, no effect. Right. Like the... KFC, they've got like the secret herbs and spices. Right. Everyone's aware. It's like, ooh, it's like, what? It's the secret herbs and spices. It seems like Dr. Pepper is the equivalent in beverage form. And yet everyone's just like, oh, yeah, it tastes like cherry orange. It tastes like medicine. <laughs> um, but uh, I do endorse your Big Mac flavored Big Mac. Okay, good. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. I think that brings us to the end of another episode. I've been Vicky. You can reach me, Vicky at insaneramblings.net. Ben at insaneramblings.net will find me. Or the both of us podcast at insaneramblings.net. Jump on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. Or rate and review us on iTunes and, of course, recommend us to your friends. Uh, oh. Wait. See you button. After show time. Yeah. Before the show. Yes. You mentioned, uh, do you think you're going to die of, of um, diabetes? <laughs> Before I die of cancer. Yeah. Right. Because you requested, because I drink everything sugar free, but with artificial sweeteners and you drink everything with full sugar. I'm surprised you think that I'm going to die of diabetes. <laughs> like I but really... it's okay that I'm going to die of cancer? What, are you saying that you'll maintain your diabetes well? Yes, type <laughs> 1 or whatever the good one is. 2. Okay, definitely not type 1 then. This is my fear, right? Like diabetes, I, I... it should be. Yeah. <laughs> you eat a lot of sugar. One of the most, you know, number one killers of young males or whatever. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not scared of diabetes, but my point is I think... People might assume I have a lot more sugar than I actually do. <laughs> and that's your greatest fear. Yes. Yeah, People's I'm... assumptions about your sugar intake. <laughs> well, specifically... You need new fears. May I suggest spiders? <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with spiders. Mm. Um, what if a spider thought you drank a lot of sugar? That would annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because what happens is, like, I made such a big deal on the podcast of... Quitting Coke. Yeah. But then all the people that I hang out around who listen to the podcast are the people who see me. Like, I'd say, like, 90% of the Coke I drink is when I'm drinking alcohol and it's, like, you know, rum and Coke, right. that kind of thing. Or, like, if I go to my friend's house, we might go to KFC and then it's like, all right, I'll get a Coke with, like, my meal or whatever. Sure, yeah. So all the people that I know listen to the podcast, I'm seeing on, like, these special occasions where it's my, like, splurge for the week, where <laughs> I do drink a Coke. And so I've really quit, like, I've cut down from, you know, like, seven a week to, right. like, one or two a week. But I feel like people don't believe me. <laughs> because you especially. I like, believe you. I just think you're going to die of diabetes. Well, this is partly your fault as well, because we went to the movies last after last podcast. Right. And we were in line at the candy bar and you're like, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, oh, I won't get anything. Well, then you didn't have a choice, unfortunately, because <laughs> because the deal came with two drinks and it was cheaper that way. I, I know, mean, but you this could is... have got a 
diet a Coke Zero? No, nah, I can't drink Coke Zero. Yeah, see? But it just tastes horrible. Like, I'm not going to subject myself to this. Well, you need to suffer for love. For your love of popcorn? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I don't know. Just throw it at me next time then. I, there's plenty of options. You go, you go like, hey, what drink do you want? I'm like, nothing. And then when you get to the front of the counter, you're like, oh, and he'll have a Coke. And you turn to me and you say, you have to. <laughs> like, like you're a, You must. Yeah. Like you're, In slow-mo. I'm a junkie and you're... <laughs> Foisting my crack addiction on me. No, because the deal like, no, is two drinks. No crack for me, thanks. You have to. Yeah. I'm like, shit. I mean, That's right. peer two, pressured into coke. Two balls of crack for the price of one is basically what was happening. And I can't drink one on my own. No, exactly. No, there was two... It was a deal for two people. I understand. And you wanted an ice cream, so you had to have a drink. Uh, but yeah, now this comes back around to like, Ben, he always drinks Coke <laughs> because I am making because him I drink it. Because I foisted a yeah. Like I said, you could have thrown it at me. All right, well, I'll know for next time <laughs> I'll make a scene at Hoyt's. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> this is my crack. Mm. Speaking of frustrating things, mm. I spent... 45 minutes on hold today trying to pay a fine. Yeah, that's a long time. What's that about? I'm trying to give you money. I would never make it this hard for someone to give me money. Yeah, then my hotline is open if you'd like to give me a couple of hundred dollars. If uh, anyone is having trouble getting on to you, they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, Vicky, I'm trying to give you 10 bucks. Oh, I would definitely answer. You'll answer. Yeah. Text me that. Say, I'm calling you in five minutes. It's about the money I owe you. Like, no, oh. it's about free money. I don't owe it to them. It's free money for the government. It's that, not like I got anything out. I got to speed. I know. Is it not enough? <laughs> is it not enough that it's like, hey, we'll fine you, but then we're also going to waste your time because we can. Yes, right. <laughs> and make it unbelievably difficult for you to sort this out. Yeah, that's like the additional unspoken fine that they don't mention. No, exactly. And they're like, here's all the time you gained speeding, wasted. Never do it again, you asshole. And then some. Yeah, I know, right? I don't think I sped for that much. And uh, you know that if you just give up like 25 minutes in, then they're going to fine you more. It's like, <sighs> I'm, I'm stuck in your goddamn system. No, I know. I still didn't get through to anyone. It got to five o'clock and they closed. Oh, so you still haven't paid no, it? I can't. well uh i hope you really enjoyed speeding yeah thanks i did it was great it's in ramblings